Joining us now from the Golf Channel, Mr. Todd Lewis. Todd, Good morning, welcome in. Todd. You there, Todd? Hey guys. Hey. Good morning. Hey. Sorry. How are you? <laughs> doing really good. good. How are you Todd? doing? I'm good. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, you know, it was funny. I, I I did an interview on a show the other day, and they said, uh, you know, so uh, what what's the uh, what's going on in the world of golf this week? And I said, well, you would think that with the uh, the LPGA playing their uh, tour championship, that would be the top story. But apparently, a Woods, not Tiger, moves the needle. <laughs> Well, I don't want to discount what's happening on the LPGA no, Tour. This not at all. No. Championship. It's a yeah. great tournament. I mean, it's a season-ending tournament. It's going to have the largest winner's check of the year, $1.1 million going to the winner. Uh, but, yeah, there's definitely interest in uh, in Orlando, where I live. Uh, I'm actually a member at the Ritz-Carlton Golf Club, and uh, I'm heading out there today. To see in person Charlie Woods, uh, Tiger's son, who's 11 years of age. Um, that golf swing is crazy good. It, it's it's it it's insane. Good. Yeah, I mean, it's, right. good. it's I mean, it, it, you know, and I've been talking to a lot of analysts and people in the game about his yeah. swing, and for 11 years of age, his transition is tremendous and has power. His golf swing, if you're, I mean, if you're a golf nerd like I am, yeah. you watch his swing. It's it's much more like Justin Thomas than it is like Tiger Woods. If you look at his footwork, he kind of springs off the ground. Tiger doesn't do that. Um, but it, it's it's tremendous. Um, yeah, I, I, I and I he's just getting into golf. I mean, he's just really starting to get interested in it. I yeah, mean, yeah. And I spoke with Tiger's camp at the Masters. I knew that they were going to play in this event, and their their concern was kind of exactly what's happening is the notoriety and all the mm -hmm. cameras that's going to be facing an 11 year old Charlie Woods and you know how will he handle it? They're, they're trying to prepare him for that. Um, and you know I. In Tiger, in Tiger, to his credit, has wanted to make sure that this is an enjoyable time for mm -hmm. Charlie. That he yeah. wants him to have fun, and, you know, and and that's the big key. But yeah, you know, let's not let's not give Charlie Woods eight or nine majors already. <laughs> exactly. Still eleven. Let's let's get, let's watch this and enjoy it for what it is. And that is father and son, along with nineteen other teams, yeah. uh, going out and having a great time. Well, we've certainly seen that the, one of the hardest things to do in almost any sport is to follow in uh, a, the, yeah. the footsteps of a great parent. So, um, obviously, that's a tall task for anybody. No doubt. And, you know, Tiger, I, I, I've noticed some wonderful things about Tiger, not to say that he was terrible before, but, you know, he's going to be 45 in, mm -hmm. in just a few days. And, you know, the emotional maturity that he has on and off the golf course I do think that his kids, not only Charlie, but his daughter Sam, are a wonderful influence in his life now. You know, you know, I think Tiger has a great grasp and an understanding that he is at least in the fall of his career, yeah. maybe early winter. Uh, and so, you know, his perspective is is really wonderful. I talked to him prior to the Masters, and it was one of the most candid, engaging interviews I've had with him. And the fact that he was, you know, he just felt so appreciative to be back at Augusta National as a champion and looking back at what he accomplished in 2019 by winning the Masters. You know, that usually Tiger, well, when he was in his prime, he was not looking in the rearview mirror. He was looking through the windshield. Mm -hmm. But I think now he's kind of kind of reflecting a bit on his life and his career and everything that he accomplished it, and on and off the golf course and, and has a great sense of pride. Um, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Todd. I mean, I, as a fan, uh, he seems so much more uh, approachable uh, to the mm -hmm. media than he's ever been before. And, and to fans. I yes. mean, look, when Tiger in the early 2000s, 
everybody respected what Tiger was doing with the golf ball because we had never seen it before. But I would say I think it's not a stretch to say not everybody liked him because no, he was you're right. so ro- because he was so robotic. You know, he he didn't really let us see the real Tiger. Um, you know, walking from green to tee, he wouldn't engage with fans. Now, that's not the case now. That's right. Uh, Tiger's a lot more open with his life. I mean, obviously, he still keeps the important stuff in his circle as he should. Um, but he is a little more revealing and a little more relatable, well, a lot more relatable in my opinion right now than he was in his twenties. Yeah. Let's uh, jump over to the LPGA and we've got a great leaderboard uh, heading into Saturday's round. Um, you know, Lexi Thompson is trying to keep a streak alive of, uh, you know, winning every year on the tour here. And, um, you know, it seems like it's all going to come down to Lexi's putting. We saw 26 putts in the first round and a and a fine 65, and then we kind of got back to a reality check pretty close to her average with, I think, 32 putts yesterday. So is this kind of this Saturday round, is this first nine holes for Lexi very important, um, not only for her to, you know, to try and get this win, but maybe as a, as a starting point for 21? Um, yeah, you could say that. I mean, obviously, Saturday is a very big day heading into any uh, championship. But and look, you're right, Lexi. If if her putter goes well, she's such a great driver. The golf yeah, ball has right. so much distance, and and she's a wonderful ball striker. You know, if she puts well, she's very difficult to beat. Um, she had that Thursday. You know, yesterday not quite as strong. Mm-hmm. But if you look at any tournament, generally there's one day where a winner has well, yeah, somewhat of a mediocre round, and maybe that was her yesterday. Yeah. I think what's more intriguing, to be honest with you, is the fact that this final group that she is playing in, the, the three players, I mean, this is impressive. You have the number one player in the world, Jin Young Ko, who is leading. Mm-hmm. And then there's Lexi, who is a 2018 champion of this tournament. And then last year's champion is in this group as well, and Seiya Kim, who's a two-time winner of the LPGA right. Tour as well. I mean, that is a marquee group. I don't care if it's Thursday, Friday, but to be in the final group on Saturday, watching how these players react off each other, knowing the greatness that they have, I think this is going to be a heck of a show today. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, Todd, I've never watched the LPG a whole lot, but but the, the Open last week was so compelling to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I actually watched it twice. I mean, Amy Olson, that story was incredible, but the play uh, was just remarkable. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's 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 fun to watch these ladies play. They are very very accomplished. Yes. and you know, as, as a as a six handicap, which I am, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I learn a lot watching them. As I do watching a PGA Tour event as well. Sure. Well, you know, but the only thing I worry about with Lexi is, you know, we've seen it from a couple of great champions lately. I mean, Stacy Lewis kind of lost the uh, lost the ability to win, and and it took a long time for that to come That's back. Right. Lydia Ko, the same way. Yeah. It just you you start to worry. At least I do as a fan that you know these greats get into a little bit of a funk, and it's it's hard to get out of that. I mean, we know how hard it is to win, whether it's your club championship, whether it's five bucks off your boy on, boys on a Saturday morning, but let alone winning a, a you know a tour championship or something like that. It's just it's hard to do, but sometimes it's, you get into this funk and you just can't seem to get out of it. Uh, you know what? It's not it's not specific to women. It's men. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Tour, I mean, like I want to go back a few years ago. Hunter Mahan was yes. one of the oh dominant players yeah. on the planet. Yeah. Yep. And now and now you know he'll pop up every now and then on the leaderboard, but he's still trying to find some of that form. That's right. And that's just, that's that. I believe on any level, but especially on the highest levels of golf, confidence is the most precious commodity mm-hmm. that a player can have. There's no doubt about it. And once that starts leaking. 
If you can't find it back quickly, it could spiral out of control. Look at Jordan Spieth right now. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect one. example. Yeah, of that. it really is. I mean, how many times has Lee Westwood resurrected his oh, career? Oh my gosh! <laughs> the, now the now the champion over on the European tour. That's right. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, so as we roll into uh, into twenty twenty one, obviously not dismissing the fact that the uh, the LPGA has two rounds left, but uh, they're the only ones that are finishing up. As we look into twenty twenty one, what's kind of what are the things that you're looking for? Uh, I said earlier that you know when when we asked the question, what's the what's the first tournament that you really want to get into? And my my response was any tournament that is that has a hundred percent of fans at it's going to be the one exactly. I'm looking for. Yeah, that's true. Well, there, you know, that, that I, there are a lot of things to talk about there on and off the golf course. You're right. COVID-19 and the pandemic, Jake Monahan, um still is really kind of noncommittal as to when fans will be allowed. And, you know, he's kind of he's at the mercy of local uh, health officials. Right. You know, he can you know, in California is t- the rules are totally different than they are in Florida. Um, but he is optimistic that we are seeing a vaccine come come around yep. and. I'm I'm thinking by summer that having fans, I don't know how much how, how many fans that we would have, but I think fans would be back to be, becoming the norm on the PGA Tour. I think that's that's an issue uh, that that we're going to have to navigate. I mean, one big thing that Jay Monahan spoke about this week, who is the commissioner of the PGA Tour, by the way, right. um, you know, the, one of the big events is the WGC Mexico Championship, and that happens in February, mm-hmm. and that is very much in jeopardy of not taking place, at least in Mexico City. Um, so, you know, there's still some things that, that need to be worked out until, you know, this vaccine gets going and until we have a, a somewhat normal society once again. Mm-hmm. If that were to happen in Mexico, what, where would they probably go or would they just cancel the whole thing? It's a good question. I don't know. I do think that they are exploring some other options. I know they are exploring options, that, rather, in the United States. Uh, I promise you it won't be at Doral. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it won't be at Trump Doral. No. Uh, well, no, but he won't be president anymore, potentially. <laughs> well, so. Still, I, I, I think that the damage is done on that, right? Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the Mexico people, do, the, they do not want it at Doral for whatever reason. That's their prerogative. Um but you know, it, it could be in Texas, could be in Florida. You know, I we're, we're going to see if yeah. I, I I feel my gut tells me that they're going to try to have this tournament um, somewhere. Um, it's just a matter of the title sponsor. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're, let's the name of this tournament is WGC Mexico Championship, right. and if they are comfortable having a Mexico Championship in the United States, and so it, it it's it's kind of up to them. Well, you know, it's always going to be fun uh, just to see how this all plays out and uh, what we can do. Do you? What do you see coming out of this uh, partnership with, between the European Tour and the PGA Tour? Do you see some more joint events being run? Do you see this as uh, an opportunity for these two tours to squelch out any kind of world tour talk? Well, I mean, this announcement, and for your listeners, there, there's a bit of a marketing agreement, essentially, is what this is now, mm-hmm. uh, jointly between the PGA Tour and the European Tour. But I do think this this very much opens up a door mm-hmm. where we can merge these tours together, um, and there could be a global tour. Um so, you know, there's a lot of things that have to happen there. There's some pride issues. There's, you know, but like the, the, the PGA Tour is, is the most dominant, the best Absolutely. tour on the planet. Yes. And, and the European Tour sees these great players. Uh, I mean, 
Tommy Fleetwood is a perfect example. Yeah. Most recently, Terrell Hatton, these guys who are European tour players and top 10 players in the world, they want to come over to the United States and play on the PGA Tour. So instead of the European Tour is, I think, kind of given up of like, no, stay with us, don't go over there. Yeah. I think now that they're trying to figure out a way, and the PGA Tour is welcoming this as well, in working jointly together instead of working against each other. And I think that's the big key. Yeah, and I think a lot of that comes down to the fact that, uh, you know, the European Tour was basically given one date for the Open Championship, and uh, and it, it wasn't going to work for them. And that's the only, to me, that's the only event on the P- uh, European Tour that got canceled completely. They played every other big event over there. So it was just kind of interesting how that worked out. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, but luckily they're back next year. <laughs> so yeah, we could get back to, to, again, some normalcy. Well, Todd, always appreciate you hopping on with us. Have a uh, great Christmas and a great New Year, and we'll be watching the uh, the LPGA the next two days. Love to talk to the great people in my home state. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Thanks, Todd. Todd.